Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG, and we're online at kpcg.fm and have the live link at thetrumpet.com. You can catch all of our programming uh, live there at kpcg.fm. But if you like the podcast, which a lot of people do, you can download those at thetrumpet.com, kpcg.fm, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. Well, I think everyone's familiar with inheritance. That's something that a person will receive um, because of their birthright. They were born into a certain family, and when a person that's older than them, a parent or something, dies, they leave oftentimes an inheritance or some money or maybe property or something that they pass on to the next generation of the family. And some people are in families where they have quite a sizable inheritance, and uh, that's something they can use and really benefits them. Well, it's very exciting to know that God has promised that Christians who qualify to be born into his family will also receive an inheritance, an incredible inheritance. God is offering a lot. Notice this passage in Galatians 3, and uh, we have a few passages today, so if you have a Bible handy, you could get it out and we can look at these scriptures together. Galatians 3, and we'll look at verses 28 and 29. It says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So again, God's plan is all-encompassing. As it says here, there's, you know, God's not concerned about, say, the family somebody was born into or, or what race they are or whether they're male or female. If we are obeying God, if we're called and God is working with us, then we're all part of that body of Christ. And as it says, if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and your heirs according to the promise. We have a great inheritance that God is offering to us. And God is completely fair and offers this inheritance to all people that he is working with today. And of course, ultimately, everybody that's been born, every human is going to have a chance to share in the God family and be part of that. The correspondence course notes this, and this is a free course at thetrumpet.com. If you don't have it, please sign up for it. It's a great course, and it's uh, free. It says, the Christian is now only an heir, H-E-I-R. What Christians shall inherit, if saved, quote-unquote, <laughs> receive salvation, it says, wherever they shall spend eternity is a definite, specific promise of God. So God has a definite promise that he's offering, and it's very specific, it says, and that promise was made to Abraham. If one is converted, regardless of race, color, nationality, or sex, if one is Christ, a true Christian, then he is one of Abraham's children, spiritually speaking, and an heir of the promise made to Abraham. What he is to inherit, then, is whatever was promised to Abraham. So we have to look and see what God promised Abraham, because if we're a true Christian... 
we're also heirs of that promise, heirs according to the promise, and we have that same inheritance. So we are looking here specifically at promises that were made to Abraham. All those who are true Christians and led by the Spirit of God today, obeying God, are heirs of that same promise. It's exciting to think about, you know, knowing that there is an inheritance that you will receive. It's exciting to think about, and it's real. It's a lot more real than the passing money or something that might come along in this life. And it's beautiful to see God's plan. You know, God doesn't play favorites among races or genders. He's not, he's not concerned about that. He created all people. But he wants all people to learn to live his way of life, obey his laws, and then be blessed for it. You know, God has so much to give. He wants to pour out its blessings upon everybody. But again, we have to obey. Abraham did. Abraham learned how to obey God and trust him. And Abraham was blessed for it. So what did God promise to Abraham? What is this inheritance? We'll notice Genesis 12. We'll look at part of this. Genesis 12, and we'll read verses 2 through 3. And when you know that this is your inheritance, too, if you're a true Christian, uh, it gets more exciting and it becomes more, more relevant. Verse 2 says, And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless you and curse him that curses you. And in you shall all families of the earth be blessed. All families of the earth will be blessed. And so there are some incredible blessings that come because of Abraham's obedience. Abraham's obedience has caused great blessings. And, you know, at the same, same time, when we obey God, we're blessed, and that also brings blessings to others. You see, it's such a positive um, direction, and it positively impacts so many people. When one person will obey God, it's something to really think about and to consider. We all want blessings, but when we obey God, we become a blessing to other people, as Abraham did. Notice Genesis 12 here. We'll look at a few more uh, specifics. Genesis 12, verses 5 through 7. It says, And Abram took Sarah's wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and they had a lot. Abraham did quite well for himself. Of course, his name was Abram at this time. And it says, And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came. So God told them to go, and they, Abraham listened. He was obedient. It says, And Abram passed through the land unto the place of Sichem, unto the plain of Morah, and the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Eternal appeared unto Abram and said, Unto your seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Eternal, who appeared unto him. So here's a real specific part of this promise. He said, Look, I'm going to give you this land and unto your seed, the people that would come after Abraham. Now, remember, we read there in Galatians that if we're true Christians today, we are Abraham's seed, and we're heirs according to this promise. The correspondence course says that seed means offspring. So the promise to Abraham and his offspring, his descendants, was the land of Canaan. The land of Canaan. Okay, so where is that? <laughs> Where's the land of Canaan? Well, the boundaries are given. This is a specific part of this earth. Notice Genesis 15 and verse 18. Genesis 15 and verse 18. 
It says, In the same day the Eternal made a covenant with Abram, saying, Unto your seed have I given this land, from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates. And so if you know much about geography, you probably know that area. It's the Middle East, over in the Middle East. The correspondence course says the land of Canaan, much of which is occupied by the state of Israel today, was promised to Abraham and his descendants. That's why it is called the promised land, <laughs> right? Makes sense. It's called the promised land because it's part of this promise. It says, notice that it is a region on this earth, not up in heaven. See, again, a lot of times people assume that if somebody's righteous and they die, they go to heaven. Well, no, that's not what God says. He made promises to Abraham, and then we read in Galatians that, look, if we are true Christians today, then we're heirs according to the promise. The promise is not to go to heaven. The promise is to occupy part of this earth. This is the land that is promised to Abraham and his descendants forever. See, this is, this is a forever promise. So to inhabit that forever, you have to have eternal life as well. So there's a promise of eternal life in the God family. But there's a part of this earth that's specifically mentioned, and it's the land of Canaan. So let's see more about this. Genesis 13 and verse 15. This is that eternal part of the promise. It says, For all the land which you see, to you will I give it, and to your seed forever. Forever. So if you're going to occupy an area forever, you're going to have to live forever. There's eternal life that's being promised. Eternal life is being promised. If you know about God's plan for mankind, you know there's a 6,000-year plan, and then there's a 1,000-year millennium, and so forth. But here God's talking about forever. He's talking about forever. And so this is really, really an amazing promise, and there's a lot to it. And if we just kind of read over it quickly, it's easy to miss some of these important parts. A promise to inhabit land forever. And this promise then, it expands to include much more real estate even. Even more real estate. This, these are the promises that are made to Abraham. And again, if you are a true Christian, these promises are made to you as well. Notice Romans 4 and verse 13. Romans 4 and verse 13, it says, For the promise that he should be the heir of the world... So now we're talking about the whole world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. So Abraham had faith and works. He, his deeds were according to his faith, and they were righteous deeds as well. But here it points out that, look, he's going to be heir of the world, and so will his seed. And we go back to what we read there in the beginning in Galatians 3, verses 28 through 29. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. So if you're a true Christian, you're part of that body of Christ. And verse 29, and if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And we're looking at some of this promise now. How stunning, how amazing it is. And it doesn't matter the race. It doesn't matter the gender. And there's only two genders, by the way, that has to be clarified today, unfortunately, because of the climate we're in in this society, male or female. We know that. The Bible's very clear on that. 
But that doesn't matter to God in terms of whether somebody's a male or a female or what race they are. He says, if you're obedient to God and you're a true Christian and you're called today and you have the Spirit of God, you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. But again, when we read here Romans 4, it talks about being heir of the world as well, expanding out to the whole world. There's no mention of heaven, right? There's no mention of heaven being part of the promise, but eternal life is part of the promise, being heirs of uh, having the land forever. That's part of the promise. See, the promise to Abraham and his spiritual descendants, all true Christians, is possession of the earth. Of the earth. (laughs) Look at the earth today. Does it need some changing? Of course it does. See, God's people aren't going to rule this earth under Christ in the current condition that this world is in today. There's going to be a change. The earth has to change. The government has to change. It has to be ruled by the government of God. Satan's the God of this world today. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4 shows us that. So everything we see in this world today has to change. The religious practices, the business practices, the agricultural practices, the way that nations get along or more often than not don't get along and the way they settle their disputes. All of these things have to change. God's way is very practical and it's going to change this world. It's going to change this world and he's training people today to be part of that change, part of that transition from this world that we see today which again is ruled by Satan, and the world which is to come, which will be ruled by the kingdom of God. Christ will be ruling, and you'll have a helpmeet, a bride, the church, resurrected and ready to rule with him. And that's the promise to all that are true Christians today. They are heirs according to the promise. They're going to take possession of the earth and rule it the right way. And It won't be like the governments we see today. The government will rule according to the law of God, and it will benefit every person. It won't harm people. It will benefit people, and that's different than the oppression we see today in many parts of the world, and unfortunately, that oppression is spreading. So again, this promise, Romans 4 and verse 13, for the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. We need to have faith and live righteously. And then that promise is to us because we're Abraham's seed. No mention of heaven, but possession of this earth. So you can go through and follow the history, and it's in the correspondence course, and it's also in the United States in Britain and Prophecy, which if you don't have that book, please sign up for that uh, course and get that book. Uh, the United States and Britain and Prophecy, such a pivotal, pivotal book. And then you can also request the New Throne and New Stone, which adds to that and brings uh, you up to date on what God is doing. Super exciting to look at all of this. This is uh, vitally important history and prophecy. But if you go through the correspondence course, you can follow the history from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob. And his name, as you probably remember, was changed to Israel. And then Israel had 12 sons, and that's where the 12 tribes of Israel 
come from. And God made the same promise to all of them, that they would inherit the land, that they would inherit the promised land, and that they'd have these other blessings as well. And there's a lot to the promises that God made to Abraham. We're looking at a specific part of it today. But again, these were passed down. These were passed down. And people sometimes look at that, and they say, well, that doesn't seem fair. That's one family, and, you know, we're, we're not included in that if we're not in that family, and why did God play favorites? That's the mentality that some people have, and today especially in the current climate where there's a lot of people looking at what they think is unfair and trying to point out inequalities. They're missing the whole point here that we read about in Galatians 3, that, look, it, there's no neither Jew nor Greek neither bond nor free, male or female. Look, this is a promise that God has made to all those who will obey him. All those who obey him are Abraham's seed. And for those that are called after Christ's return, they'll have a different position in the kingdom and family of God, but they'll have a wonderful opportunity as well. They'll be blessed as well. The blessings extend to everyone. So this is completely fair, (laughs) completely fair, completely inclusive to bring everybody in. And so we really have to understand that. And when we look at these promises made to Abraham, go back to Galatians 3 and understand that, look, this is to all who will obey God. They all become Abraham's seed. And they all receive that inheritance. They all receive that inheritance if they're called out today and um, are in this first fruit resurrection. And then others come along later and they have many blessings and many opportunities given to them also. So it includes everyone. But again, follow that history. Follow that history down. You can read about that in Genesis 26 and Genesis 35. There's a lot that you can study into there. But for time today, we'll, I'll just reference that. But we can look at the summary of the passing down of this promise if we look in Romans 9. If we look in Romans 9, and again, get this, get this overview that God's offering great things, and he's offering it to all of mankind. Different people are called at different times, of course, and there's different rewards offered, but it's inclusive. God's plan is for all people. Notice Romans 9 and verse 4. It says, Who are Israelites to whom pertain the adoption? That should be sonship every time you know they write adoption or they translate it that way. It seems like God's adopting people. He's not adopting them. It's sonship. He made us. He is literally our father in every way, physically and spiritually. It says, and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises. Right? Who are Israelites? So who are Israelites to whom pertain the sonship and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises? Who who gets all of this? This awesome inheritance. Who gets this? Well, we read about it in Galatians 3. All true Christians are Abraham's seed and heirs of the promise. See, Satan, in his thinking, he hates all of this. He has no part in it. And so he wants to divide people. He wants to make people divide over race or, you know, male and female or get into other types of thinking. Rich and poor. He wants to divide. He wants to say, well, that's not fair. This isn't fair. And, and God points out through his apostles, uh, here in Galatians, through Paul, that, look, this is for those who are Christ, because then you're Abraham's seed and your heirs according to the promise. 
ruling with Christ on this earth for a thousand years, those that are called today and qualified today, true Christians, and then from there out into the universe. It just extends, it expands, it's forever. And every person who has ever been born has a chance to be part of the family of God. See, this is a great family plan that keeps extending and expanding and growing forever. There's no division in it. It's unity. It's nothing but unity and peace and people working together. So different from the world that we see around us today. You have a great inheritance waiting for you. If you'll obey God, there's a great inheritance that's waiting. You know, you might drive down the street somewhere and see a really nice house and think, oh, I bet they have a, you know, quite an inheritance that go to their children. They probably do, and that's great. But there's a greater, far greater inheritance than something physical and passing today. There's such a great inheritance. It's a, it's, there's physical blessings, but there's spiritual blessings, eternal blessings that are coming as well. And we all have an opportunity to be part of that if we'll heed God's calling and obey him today. It's exciting. It's wonderful. There's more details about it in the Herbert W. Armstrong Bible Correspondence Course and the United States and Britain in Prophecy and the New Throne and the New Stone. What a great time to know this truth, to hear this message, and to respond to it. That's all the time we have for today on this edition of Live by Every Word. Thank you for spending some of your time with me. I'm Dwight Falk. And until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.